Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Kev, did you draw the tough assignment of being down in the Bahamas for the battle for Atlantis? No such luck, Randy. Oh, man. Well... Doggone it! I, I know you'd love to be there. I'd love to be there, but uh, they didn't send they didn't send me either, so that's okay. But uh, this is this as good of a tournament field outside maybe the Maui Classic, which always seems to attract a lot of great programs. This looks like a pretty pretty good field, does it not, Kevin? Yeah, it usually has a good field too. It's one of the top you know, holiday season tournaments. Feast week is what they call it this week, and there's already, you know, games going on. Obviously, Maui's been playing. Um, but, but yeah, you've got everything starts tomorrow. Arkansas, by the way, guys, if if losing on Friday night at home wasn't bad enough, they had travel troubles mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, got in about six, six-and-a-half-hour delay on what they were expecting. Uh, so the Hogs got in last night, and, and it kind of put them behind on some things maybe they wanted to do. But, uh, you know, it was interesting. They were told, source told me, that the program was told there were there, there were no there was no lodging for as, as soon as, you know, as late as Sunday, I guess when they were planning the trip, but a couple of teams were over there. Stanford was on, on site 35 hours before Arkansas got there. Hmm. So I don't know if that's good or bad. And, you know, that Stanford had a game Friday night as well. Uh, the Cardinal are three and one, the same record that the Hogs have. Uh, this is a tough field, Randy. You mentioned it. So it's a really good field. I've gone through and researched these teams, and uh, the, the, there's not a cupcake over there. And now you're playing for the first time away from home this year. You got a lot of veteran guys, but that have been around college basketball. So I don't think there's going to be a shock value in terms of you know just not having not not having experience playing away from home or playing in one of these kind of tournaments. But we still see a team struggling to come together. I mean, the, the the Purdue exhibition game, you know, we'd never counted, and it didn't help Arkansas on the resume. And uh, we know now it wasn't a measuring stick uh, because matchups are different, even if you don't have the big name and the big ranking by that name. Um, Arkansas, back, back-to-back years, had really tough matchups against that Greensboro team that, quite frankly, outplayed Arkansas in both halves. I mean, for most of both halves on Friday night. And a year ago, that was a team that led for, you know, 30 of the 40 minutes before Arkansas pulled that one out. So matchups are different night to night. This is a good Stanford team. Arkansas opens up with tomorrow. Um, and not, you know, the goal is to get at least two wins. You certainly don't want to have a goose egg. And now that you're coming off this loss, again, uh, you, you know, you've gone from a team with a lot of promise to now you're you, – You've got a lot of things you've got to answer, especially on that defensive end. You know, Kevin, that, that you just have to be careful, though. I, I know this is everybody was talking about Final Four and all that after two or three games, mm-hmm. especially after the Purdue game. It's also not as bad as it looked Friday night either. Yeah, there's some things to work nope. on, but my gosh, today's November the 21st. They don't play. They don't even get to the conference for a, over a month. 
And so, yeah, they'll work on those things. And by the way, an interesting sidelight, you mentioned Purdue. Purdue plays Tennessee tonight. That will be a heck yeah. of a game. That's mm-hmm. at the Maui Classic. Yeah, P- Purdue knocked off Gonzaga, another top, you know 11th-ranked team. Um, and, and right, right, they play Tennessee. Both of those teams look really good so far. And, Rick, you're right. There's a lot of basketball to be played. But, you know, the resume is one thing. I mean, you're playing for seeding. You you had a quad three loss the way it's going to look when the net rankings come out a little later. Uh, you want to stack some, some neutral side games. Those are where sure. you can really add quad That's one right. and two. Uh, and so they do matter. They do matter. It doesn't. It's not a death knell if you don't have a great week. Uh, but it, it, it definitely – and then you come home and you've got Duke, uh, you know, which will be a quad one win opportunity at home. So these next four games are going to be big in terms of resume. Yes. What Arkansas does in them to get better probably means as much as that they need to get at least a couple of wins in these next four. Uh, hopefully they can find a way to get three. Uh, but I, I do think, uh, you know, when I look at defensively, that's where most men's teams have always been sound first. And other things have kind of they figured it out along the way. Right now, this is probably, and it's early. I think they're going to get better, but, you know, against this field, it's it's tough to go in there with a lot of question marks on your defense because it's been bad inside and out. Which brings up, well, let's let's do this first. He's been holding for a few minutes. John, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. I do have a question basketball-related, but I wanted to tell Rick that I enjoyed him this morning uh, kind of correcting himself on of misinformation uh, that had made its way onto the air. Uh, that integrity is important. I've been with that for about 25 years, and we for that well, well, thank you. You're breaking up. Yeah, but, he is. Uh, but anybody that listened this morning, I think I addressed it yesterday on the show, too. You just, you know, the thing about it is when rumors are out there and everything, you have to be very careful what you say. And um, if you can't verify something, don't say it. So, and well, I did. Now- and that was wrong. We aren't seeing this how the NIL and NCAA basketball, are we? I mean, obviously football is the cash cow, but what, what is, how is it affecting uh, basketball right now uh, in terms of, uh, you know, money and all that, that that players are getting? How's the NIL affecting basketball, Kevin, I think is his comment. Yeah, John, you're breaking up. Thank you, John. It was chopping up a little bit. I mean, you know, this is one of those cans of worms, I think, for Arkansas. I don't think they're real pleased uh, with with where our – I I, I think in basketball uh, there's a need there. And, um, you know, Eric Mossman was in central Arkansas not that long ago. This hasn't been reported, but I'll talk about it a little bit now. Uh, looking at you know, uh, you know, talking to different folks, and uh, you know, you have to sell your program, and you don't you do that to fans, but you also need boosters, and so uh, I think Arkansas is probably a little bit behind some other programs in NIL. Uh, collectively, there's some there's some outstanding contributors to that, but I think there's more needed when you compare it to what other schools are able to do. Now, here's the other thing: Arkansas is up against this in recruiting. Because I hear these other things, too. Uh, some of these other schools, maybe one way or another, there's promises being made, and uh, there's a, there's some puzzlement on, on some of these other places not not exactly delivering on what was talked about. And so you, you never know 
is Arkansas, how far behind it might be other programs, or which which programs are doing a better job of not over-promising. Uh, so some of that gets a little bit in the weeds. But I'm not really – you know, I, I try to focus on the stuff within, between the lines. I know NIL's a big, NIL's a big part of it. Uh, but the stuff I'm told behind the scenes, there's not a whole lot I can give in, in great detail. Uh, other than to say right now, the, the feeling is it's it's probably behind at Arkansas in the basketball program. Um, and, you know, that's, again, uh, you're measuring yourself against other teams you're recruiting against. And you can't control what those programs say or tell recruits. And if they're able to actually deliver on it or not, I mean, that's the hard thing. Uh, a lot of times in this is is uh, you've got to play that down the line if you can, and then hope you know that it works out for you. Well, the only thing I would say is if Arkansas is behind on NIL, then they are the greatest recruiters ever because yeah. they're still bringing in good players. It's the same thing for baseball, and you know, Kevin, you hear different things from different people. I'm told basketball and baseball NIL are in much better shape than football is again for the numbers now. I'm not comparing them to Kentucky. I don't know how they compare to Kentucky, but for Arkansas, they're not in bad shape. And if, according to Sam Pittman, it's about to get better for everybody, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the player, too. I mean, you know, some of the stuff that's gotten back to me is a little bit head-scratching, and then some of the other stuff sounds a little better. Um, I don't think I don't think it's... Uh, you know, I don't think it's across the board where they'd like it to be. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. Is anybody um, across the board where they'd like it to be? <laughs> well, I probably not. I mean, that's, that's just exactly it. right. And that's the whole thing of this NIL thing. And this is not your fault. And you're not. You you talk about it's more between the lines. No matter what you have, somebody's going to have more. Mm-hmm. And so, so you always have to have more, 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 more. And it, it, it gets it gets to the point of being absurd. How much do you need? How much does it take to get a point guard to come to your school? If it takes $2 million to get him there, tell him to go jump in a lake. Maybe we can get back to the hoops talk after the break. We're making good. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, right. Kevin. All right, that's Kevin McPherson. Very known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Fence Brokers. Drop Time Sports will continue in a moment. And... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. And let's see, Kevin, we've got a couple of callers for you. And hopefully it's not about the NIL. But anyway, uh, here is Sean. Sean, good afternoon. You got a question or comment? For Kevin. How you doing, fellas? Well, I do have a question for Kevin, but first I wanted to tell uh, Rick something because I think John's phone was breaking up. But, Rick, the characters that you showed with mature policy, which was had no sarcasm like you usually may have, but <laughs> it was heartfelt, it was real, and it was needed. And I heard other hosts say something, but then they say, well, if Arkansas wasn't three and eight or something, it wouldn't happen. But you didn't make no excuses. You just stood up like a man, and I applaud that. That was wonderful. Now, <laughs> Kevin, why yes, is opinion Joseph opinion playing? And I hang up and listen. Thank you, Sean. What 
Guys, I'm having a hard time here. I, I heard, why is Joseph Pinion? Why is Joseph Pinion not playing? Well, I mean, I think it's you know I've noticed a pattern with Musman. He goes out and recruits heavy in the portal. He brings in guys that are three, four year college veterans. They didn't come in to take a back seat. And I think you know practices have been competitive, but at the end of the day, I think he just he elects to go with with guys that have more experience and you know maybe. If you stick around in the program long enough, for some guys, you'll get opportunities. Uh, there have been exceptions to that. Guys like Moses Moody, the three five-stars that were all one-and-dones and got drafted to the NBA. Devo Davis and, and Jalen Williams, it took them about a half a season as freshmen to really get into the rotation, and they took off from there. So there have been a few exceptions, but for the most part, uh, you're playing from behind uh, when you're an underclassman, especially freshmen and then even sophomores. But, but Joe's opinion helped Arkansas last year when it mattered in SEC play a couple of games, and I don't think the cha- I don't think we can just write off that the, this is going to how it's going to be the entire season. It could play out that way, but I think there's a lot of basketball to go, and Arkansas Melsman's obviously still figuring things out. So we know this team just got kind of soundly beaten both halves in this last game, and so I think there's several things that need to be ironed out, and Joe's opinion might be a guy that can get opportunities, and I think he'll help somewhere, Arkansas somewhere down the line this year. Maybe it's in this tournament somewhere. We we just don't know yet. Um, But I think it's a fair question because, you know, he's gotten better. Uh, Some of the preseason exhibition stuff, that was obvious. Um, And now it's just a matter of uh, making the most of opportunities when when he gets them. Let's talk with Melvin. Well, never mind. Okay, Melvin decided that – he couldn't hang on, apparently. Uh, speaking of not just Joe's opinion, but others, whether it be a Chandler Lawson or a Jeremiah Davenport, how tight of a rotation do you believe, Kevin, we're going to see? Uh, we'll start just first with the St- uh, Stanford Cardinal. How tight of a rotation are you anticipating as Arkansas takes on Stanford tomorrow night? Well, I think it depends on how Arkansas is doing. If they get behind and things aren't working, I think you're going to see Mussman shuttle some guys in and, and see if he can find a combination that, that gets him on the right track. He might make some adjustments because he talked about that in the post-game press conference. He might be forced to do that before they played again here in this tournament. What does that mean? I mean, could it be personnel in the rotation? Could it be he's going to you know, uh, tweak some of his schematic stuff on defense? Would he dare play more zone? I mean, there's different things he could do. Uh, but, I, I, I mean, Eric Mossman is a proven top seven, eight guy. I mean, when you peel back some of their more competitive games, there's really five, maybe six guys playing heavy minutes. So mm-hmm. even the seventh and eighth guy, if they check in, aren't seeing much clock or much floor time. So I think it, a lot depends on how they do. I mean, if Arkansas, whoever he runs out there, I still think your top guys right now are Trevor Brazil, uh, Debo Davis, Tremont Mark. Caleb Bell and L. Ellis. There's been a revolving door at the five spot. Makai Mitchell had two really good games. And then last game, he picked up four fouls and played eight minutes, had one field goal, no rebounds. And, you know, Chandler Lawson had a nice stretch in the second half when Arkansas was climbing its way back. The Hogs, for several defensive possessions consecutively, three or four of them, looked kind of tough around the basket. Lawson was wreaking havoc in there. It was it was a small window of, of something he showed us there after being really good in exhibition season, including Purdue. 
I mean, he, even though he's been had started three of the last the first four games, didn't start against Greensboro, so that was his first game not to start. But then I thought he had a big impact uh, to start the second half. You know, Trevor in Brazil has been productive in different ways. Uh, he had his best rebounding game. He still hasn't really broken through offensively yet. I'm interested to see that they try to run more offense to him. When you look at Maui last year, that you know, Anthony Black was a block, breakout player over there. But people forget sometimes that Trevor in Brazil, that was right before he, when they got back and he got hurt in early December. And those games against Creighton and, and then San Diego State, he averaged 18.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, shot the ball well from three, was a three-level scorer. Uh, and, I, and I mentioned rebounds per game. That was big. Uh, he hasn't been that, that steady on the boards, the glass yet. Like I said, nine against Greensboro was a step in the right direction, but Arkansas needed more than that. They definitely need to be better on perimeter defense, defending not only three-point shots but drives. They need to be, like Melsman said, more physical around the basket to deter. Uh, sometimes you don't have to be overly physical. You just need to let the offensive players know you're in there and not make things easy for them. I think defense is where it's going to have to get better, and I don't know how much that can happen in a hurry like hmm. this, guys. And then you're playing back-to-back-to-back in three consecutive days. I mean, basically 48 hours, you're squeezing three games in from when you tip your first one. So uh, we're going to learn, I think, a lot more in these next few days, uh, maybe more than we got in the first two weeks, plus what we saw in October in the exhibition season. Because this is really good competition. Uh, and it's going to give Arkansas a chance to learn a lot more about itself, and you hope you're winning some when you're when you're learning. Let's talk with uh, Tim. Tim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin? I have a question and a comment. Okay. Hey, hey buddy, how are you guys doing? Doing great, Tim. Hey, Thank you, right, Kevin. Went to your tournament the other weekend, last weekend, and I will tell you, uh, I stayed to watch several games. I mean, it was just that good. Uh, so I want to congratulate you on that one. That was pretty good. So I've had really good players there. And so I was calling to see what you thought, who you thought were your standout players. I mean, I know a Cortland very well, but uh, the other kids did very good too. So that's why I was calling to see what your thoughts were of your own tournament. Hey. Thank you, Tim. Guys, I got to tell you, I didn't hear any of that. I heard your tournament, I your tournament, some of the outstanding players at your tournament. Talking about at Maumelle over the weekend. Yes, correct. That wasn't my tournament, but I was <laughs> there. Um, Cortland Muldrew, I think I heard Cortland. I think I was able to make the uh, Springdale Harbor. He was at Springdale last year, transferred to Harbor. Uh, Springdale uh, Harbor, he thirty-six point game. He did he did a little bit of everything. Picked up an Ole Miss offer. Ole Miss assistant coach Wes Flanagan, who's a Little Rock guy, uh, was on hand to see him and offered him uh, a, a day or so after that performance. He had He's already off to a good start this year, but uh, Springdale Harbor beat a very good Bryant team with at least three Division One level talent uh, in the backcourt. So, uh, Muldrew, Jacob Lanier, who's got an Arkansas offer plus 2026. Was we got to go. We got to go. J.J. Andrews. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy.